0: Hey, my friends. This is one of the first audio clips you'll be hearing from my recent LinkedIn Live Athon for the Enthusiastically Self-Employed. And this is featuring my very first guest, my good friend, Dr. Lee Meadows. And each of these talks are snippets of what you may have heard if you were listening to the live event, if you're watching us on LinkedIn or watching us on YouTube. And I've clipped them out so that you can listen to them on the podcast. I'll remind you all of the information is inside the show notes, including the link to watch the playback on YouTube if you would like to check that out. And I'd strongly encourage you to follow up and connect with Lee if his message resonated with you. That's it. Enjoy the show. Now, Dr. Hello, Lee Meadows. Hey, Lee, how are you doing today? Hey,
1: Brenda. Brenda, how are you, my friend?
0: I am delighted. I'm so excited to have you on for our first speaker here today in this event. And by the way, we're here today for this. I'm calling us a LinkedIn live a Lee for the yeah. enthusiastically self-employed. And I know you're you're amongst the ranks of the enthusiastically self-employed and, and <laughs> yes, you do a lot of work on your own and you do a lot of work helping others as well. So before we jump into your talk today, why don't you take a few minutes, tell people a little bit about what your business is all about.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm an independent consultant. I like that term solopreneur that you all have been marketing because that pretty much describes who I am now. While I am officially retired from teaching at Walsh for 20 years, I am technically re-energizing and I'm operating under under my own umbrella, Meadows Consulting. I do the stuff that I want to do in the time that I want to get it done, working with the folks that I want to work with. So my leadership stuff, my DEI stuff, my organizational change stuff, it's all stuff that I'm doing with clients who specifically want that set of skills and experience to help them through a particular process. So I'm having I'm having a good time as a, as a solopreneur, if you will.
0: I love it. And the great thing about working for yourself as your own boss, you can decide what to do, what not to do, what yes. time to work, when to work, you know, but it's it is driving your business all the time. So today you're going to be talking to us about this amazing topic: consulting, it's not about you. Yes. And I always tell people, Lee, every time I hear you talk, and every time I hear you talk, I am both inspired and frustrated and the inspired (laughs) is because he's such a great speaker, but the frustrated, it's not because I'm frustrated what he's saying to be, but I'm frustrated because sometimes the advice I'm like, yeah, why are people like that? Or why aren't these things happening? Like he brings up things and concepts that, that, you know, cause a little bit of that. I don't know, a little bit of that. Like, I don't know what what it's called. Like a mental. It's called called a
1: slight irritation designed. I don't know.
0: So I'm going to give the floor to you right now, Lee. And and just so for all of you that are watching us, whether you're watching live on LinkedIn or YouTube, and we'll get a playback over to Facebook eventually. But if you're watching this live or if you're watching this in playback, or maybe you're listening to the podcast version of this later, this event will be going today from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come on when you can. And if you need to drop off, but you want to get the playbacks and the resources, make sure you register at mellormarketing.com slash L-I-L-E-S-E. And I'll be popping that on the link on screen periodically throughout the event today. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to swap our video order real quick. And we practice this. For wow, the free felt, show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be pulling myself on screen. I'll come back in about 20 minutes here, Lee. So go ahead. And if you could lead us through your talk of consulting, it's not about you.
1: All right. And I'm glad to be here to have an opportunity to spend a few minutes with all of you who may be interested in this topic as solopreneurs or as entrepreneurs or as individuals who are are specifically looking to get into some kind of consulting practice. The things that I want to emphasize today are primarily designed to get you to think about who you are in this process and how you go about connecting and gaining clients and providing your skill and expertise, recognizing that there's, there's two pieces to this. Anyone who wants to get involved in this kind of work, they are typically motivated motivated by a, a, a need to want to be independent. There's an expertise that they develop that they want to share on a broader level. And they want to operate under a few less constraints, you know, as, the, as they kind of move along their career path. And being an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a consultant typically requires those kinds of elements. Now, one of the things that happens when you're doing this is, of course, there's some things you need to know about being a consultant. And that is, one, please have a, you know, have a lot of self-confidence about what it is you have to deliver. Be absolutely insightful in terms of what that experience allows you to do. So getting some kind of reflective thought around that. And two, have a focus in mind. You, know, you don't want to you don't want a scattergun approach to being a consultant you want to identify what is that unique set of skills that you have to offer that expertise that you want to share and that kind of way of thinking about how you package that so that it benefits a client now when i say benefits a client i'm being very purposeful in that statement in that if i can share just a few for a few seconds here one of the classic mistakes that individuals make when going into the consulting profession is to think that the process and the end result is all about them. Because look what's happening. You've got a set of, ex- you've got a set of expertise that you want to bring. There's some unique insights that you have. There's a knowledge base that you have. And there's a this, this notion of taking a risk that more often than not doesn't happen with most people. So when you bring all those elements together, in many ways, it kinda, it's an anchor of self-confidence that you both need to have going into this particular work is essential to getting the work done because any number of things that you encounter along the way will be a challenge toward that self-confidence. The problem that I have observed And also have experience in terms of being in this work is that the tendency is to set yourself up so that what you are doing is selling you. You're selling your brand. You are selling who you are in your set of skills, in your background and all that. You want a client to see you. And in many ways, that's a way of saying it's all about me and what I can provide to you. However, this is an extremely competitive field. If you're, thinking, if, if you're thinking about being a consultant in any of the behavioral development fields, like leadership development, like diversity, equity, inclusion, like organizational change, or organizational development, or one-on-one coaching, this is a very competitive field. And there are any number of folks who have expertise, similar kinds of expertise, similar kinds of knowledge, maybe a different set of experiences. But, there, but everyone's been positioning themselves to be the best that a client would want. And doing that, one of the things you want to keep in mind is that when you start to engage with clients, you are not trying to sell a refrigerator. You are not trying to position yourself as the ultimate, why wouldn't you want to work with me? kind of person because what the client is looking for at that point is they want to know if you understand their needs this was brought home to me several years ago in an informal conversations that I that I had with a few clients at that time who in the process of me just talking with them said and I'm going to paraphrase what those conversations essentially summarized he said, Lee, one of the things that we enjoy about having you as a consultant is that you never made it about you. And I was meaning and, and hearing that for the first time, a second time, a third time, got me to asking the specific question. Well, what do you mean by that, that I never made it about me? I was told that, no, one of the things that you do, you spend time talking with and going the extra mile to understand What we needed from you, and recognize that if what we needed from you couldn't be delivered by you, you always made sure that we had an option to find someone who did have what we needed. The focus was always on what we needed, not what it was you wanted to provide. Now, that's a tricky gray area, my friends, because. You do have a number of things that you wish to provide and that you can provide. The issue is making sure it's connecting with what the client needs. So when having the opportunity to reflect back on what that meant, what I was told is that, one, you spend a little bit more time listening. right? And here's a meadowism, because if you're in this field, Everyone, everyone who does this kind of work, who's engaged in this kind of work, the first thing they, they always tell you is that, well, you got to know how to be a good listener. Well, i I think it's a little bit more beyond that. And I'm gonna give you a distinction just as a way of trying to separate one from the other. When you're the responder, in other words, the client, the, the client or the the consultant who's trying to get information, when you are in a hearing mode. You are making statements. So a client says to you, I'm having X, Y, Z kinds of issues. And when you're in hearing mode, you're saying, well, here's what you need to do. Here's what I recommend. Try this. Try that. Bring me on board, etc., etc." So you're making statements because you've been in a hearing mode. What these clients wanted me to understand and what I want all of you to understand is that When you are listening, you ask questions because those questions allow you to get at a deeper understanding of what's underneath the surface of what that client says he or she needs. So the client might start off by saying, well, I have a number of managers who I think need one-on-one coaching. And if I'm in hearing mode, what I heard was an opportunity for me to do some one-on-one coaching with, with, with these managers based on what that person said. And so I started making statements about what coaching what coaching is, how I do that, how I best represent that, et cetera, et cetera. However, if I'm in a listening mode and someone says, well, I, I think my clients need one-on-one coaching, then in listening mode, I have questions that I want to ask. Well, one, What makes you think that's what they need to allow that person to give me more information? Is it all of your managers or is it just one or two particular managers who seem to be more needy than others? Asking questions beyond the whole hearing mode is essential to being a good consultant because When you start to piece that information together, i.e. presenting some kind of proposal for them to respond to, within that proposal, what you're trying to do is to capture what it was you heard through that questioning process. And that questioning process gives you the insights to determine essentially what that client needs now if that's something you can provide. Because keep in mind, I understand, I know when a lot of you start out, if you happen to connect and the client says, well, I need so-and-so-and-so-and-so, because you're trying to start your business, you will say, yeah, that's something that I'm capable of doing. I can provide that, or I can provide this, and I can provide that. And that's how a lot of us started this particular process. The real issue is when you start to portray yourself as someone who's capable of delivering more than what they're asking for, because of the, because of the enthusiastic need to get your consulting business going. So, if there is a beginning point to making sure that consulting is not about you, I think you have to spend a little bit more time reflecting on what are the what are the three areas in consulting that you can do off the top of your head. Is it leadership development? Is it diversity, equity, inclusion? Is it organizational change? Because those pillars establish the foundation for how you engage with a client. So that when a client contacts you or you contact a client and they're interested in knowing what it is that you do, you can talk about what you provide, but you also, can let that client know that, but I need to understand what it is that you need. Talk to me about what it is that's going on in the organization that's allowed you to put together this picture where this particular need has emerged. Clients need to feel as if you, you like you've listened to them, like you're willing to engage with them, that you are capturing their needs in such a way that when they come back at, when you come back at them with a proposal, they can look at that and go, yes, this person was indeed listening to me. Now, as I put all that in place, that's no absolute guarantee that every client you engage with is going to be a client who says, yes, please come and do this. I, Brenda, Cassandra, we've all been the recipients of that age-old, let's kind of get this out of the way statement of, I decided to go in another direction. And man, what a blow to the ego. What a blow to the consulting ego, especially early in the process. One of the things you, have to, you want to keep in mind is that whenever that statement is made, more often, in, in, in terms of being consistent with the title, it wasn't about you. It was about things that were deeper underneath the surface or connections around that particular need for which you had no control over. And because you have no control over those things, just those things just kind of go away. Well, if you're early in the process, let me assure you that that is the name of the game, that whenever even if you listen to a client with the most sincerest of intent, to make absolutely sure that you are capturing everything that they want, proposing that back to them, that's still no guarantee that they that they're going to run with you. And in that, in in that regard, it really never was about you. Because if you put your best into it, if you've listened, if you've done all the things that are essential to strengthening that connection with that client, and it still doesn't work out. In that case, it wasn't about you. It wasn't about. It was. It was more about them and some things that you have no control over. So, when you start this process, or even if you're in the middle of the process, it is important to recognize that, as someone who's taken a risk to be independent, and I can attest to that, as someone who's taken the risk to be independent, there are a number of. Landmines with your picture on it that are part of this journey. What you don't want to, what you don't want to do is bring, is explode those landmines on that journey at a time when you're trying to make for a smoother path for your client. So there's always going to be something. I, re, I refer to it. This is a meadowism, There's always something creeping around the bushes that you may not have any control over. But the thing that you know you have the most control over is who you are, what you have to offer, and how you engage with that client. And engaging with that client is really a matter of you taking the the deliberate and purposeful time to clearly understand what they need, suppressing one's own self confidence and ego in that exchange to listen and listen intently and ask the right questions to get at what is essentially going on with this client. Because I have found that more often than not, what the client initially leads with as a concern, that through a simple questioning process based on the notion of listening, there are other things underneath the surface that really capture what that client is trying to accomplish, and that's the thing that at a certain point in time, you begin to recognize that that's really what they wanted to talk about, not the thing that's not this particular thing that's on the surface. So as I start to wind down this this, this part of my live let me let me make sure that everyone understands that one I love being a consultant. I absolutely love it. I wake up every day embracing the notion that there's a client that I'm going to serve. There's a presentation that I'm going to do. There's a speaking engagement that I'm going to have. But being a consultant allows me to engage broadly with the issues that are going on out there to look for common patterns across organizations and across disciplines. And that gives me additional knowledge in the design and delivery of the things that that a client that a client both wants and needs. And clients are always interested in knowing what well, have you done have you done this before? What you know what's it look like in other settings? Who have you connected with? Help me under help me get comfortable with the relationship so I can really begin to tell you what's underneath the surface of all this and then we can engage in something that's going to lead to some kind of positive outcome. So I can see Brenda is about to pull up the pull up the timeout sign, and it's been an absolute joy and pleasure to lead this off for you, Brenda. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this, and I'm more than happy to, if we have time, to do to take questions or comments or anything like that, as a way yeah. of just winding it down. So, go That's ahead great. with that solopreneur career, gang.
0: understand the things that
1: that you need to do in order to to make it a good experience for you.
0: I love it. And again, if you were listening at the beginning, I said, I any time I listen to Lee, I'm always like inspired and a little frustrated, you know, like (laughs) because he brings up things in my brain, like why do people do that? Because I've had instances where I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm interested in doing business with them and they're not what did you say? They're hearing me, but they're not really listening. Yeah. And as soon as I say something that's related to their service, then I just feel like they're pushing their service down my throat, yes. as opposed to doing the the exploratory process. Yeah, and I really love that. Well, So, yeah. so we, we, we've had a uh, couple of comments that are coming in. Yeah. If it's okay with you, I'm going to pull a couple of those up on screen. And I see one from from Laura: Consulting services are bought, not sold. It sounds like that's been your experience too, right, Lee?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Laura. That's a great comment.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you've been talking about solopreneurship and I see a couple, and, and sometimes when I see these LinkedIn user, it just means privacy settings are a bit locked down on the profile, but you talk about being a solopreneur and, you know, being self-employed or being a consultant, you know, can, can scare the crap out of people, <laughs> yep. but the water's fine over here, isn't it, Lee?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and I I think what a lot of folks need to know is not everybody does that. There's a reason why organizations are able to employ a lot of folks, you know, within that structure, because there aren't a lot of folks who take that kind of risk to step out and try something. And for those who do that, yeah, I I like swimming in this water, Brenda. I like the fact that you and me and Cassandra and Tina, we all get a chance to swim in this water, but let's make sure everyone understands it was murky in the beginning,
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like diving into the deep end of the pool at night when you can't really see what's in the bottom. I and mean, is is there a shark or a gator down there? Like, we don't know. But, you know. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. It's all good.
1: It's all good. We managed to to swim them once we know they're there.
0: We did, right? We figured it out. And then we warned our friends, like, watch out for the gator over there. Go to this shallow and It's all good. Absolutely. I see a. A couple comments. Someone saying it looks like there might have been a little hiccup in the live stream. I didn't see the hiccup from my end. So if you did experience a hiccup and the show restarted, I'm hoping the playback will smooth everything out for you because it was one consistent stream from here. I did not lose anything. But thank you guys for letting me know. And if there aren't any technical issues as we're going throughout the day, please do let us know. And keep dropping your comments in here. I see one more that came in from Brian. And and look at this, Lee. Brian's saying he's got a discovery call coming this afternoon, and he's now going to shift his approach and ask a lot more questions. So. Way to
1: go, Brian. Great. Great. Ask ask those questions to make sure you know what that person really wants.
0: Yeah. And I always find, too, when you do those discovery calls to Brian, Brian, Asking more questions, the person's going to leave the phone call feeling like, wow, Brian actually got to know me. Yeah. Most people don't do that. Most people are just leading with their pitch, why they should, why you should work with them. It's an entirely different approach. And Lee does a really good job, you know, as as a consultant, as a human being, as a mentor, as a speaker, in really getting to know his audiences. And, and I hope that came across in his approach here. By the way, Lee, you told us a little bit about your business and I see other folks that are coming into the audience, just like Linda. And I want to encourage if you're watching this right now in the live stream on LinkedIn or YouTube or whatever, drop a comment in and do what Linda's done. Introduce yourself because you never know when you're going to bump into someone or someone may read your comment that is interested in doing business with you. So thank you, Linda, for starting off those introductions on there. Speaking of introductions. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of introductions, I want to introduce our next speaker, Macarena. I'm just going to pull her on screen real quick to make sure that she can see and hear us. She's in the background. Hey, Macarena, how are you doing today? Hi, how are Hi, you Macarena. Guys? Hi, <laughs> nice to meet you, Nice yeah, to meet you, Yeah, I don't know Tuesday. if you had the chance to meet either of you yet, but Macarena, I'm going to put you back in the green room for now. And we'll bring you back on screen in just a few minutes, if that'd Fantastic. be all right with you. Yep. All right. And for Thank those you. of you who are watching, I'm serving as kind of co-host, host, co-host, co-host, and I need to make sure my speakers are coming on. And since we're doing a, a live-a-thon nonstop, back-to-back, this is one of my techniques of bringing the speakers up there. So, Lee, what I want to start to do now is, is to, as we wind down our conversation, great thoughts here. You know, we're getting the gears started and thinking about the fact that, you know, consulting is not about you. That was the topic to kick us off here for today. Now, there may be folks that are interested in in learning more about you or maybe even working with you. So, Lee, can you summarize for us what are the offerings that you might have for solopreneurs or for consultants that might be interested in doing business with you?
1: Well, Brenda, as you know, leadership development is my passion. You know, that's that's followed me across 30 plus years of experiences. So, I love doing leadership development work, especially in this kind of new generational diverse workplace because I think styles of leadership have got to adapt to, in accordance to that. But even but even with that I love doing diversity equity and inclusion work because it's very important work because it does connect with how the demographics are changing and, and how people and how folks lead that. And of course you know, I, anything around change management, that's just something that just you know I just mm-hmm. just enjoy doing those kinds of you know those kinds of work besides my general teaching. So yes, if, if individuals have those kinds of things in mind, that's where, you know, that's the heart of Lee Meadows when he's doing the consulting work.
0: I love it. And and I think we're going to encourage people to go out to your profile on LinkedIn. Is that the best way for folks to get yes, hold of you, Lee? That. that's the okay.
1: best way to do that. That's the best way to do that. And you all need to know, Brenda has been, has been mentoring me on this for years and I create frustration for her, but she hangs in there with me anyway.
0: You don't create the frustration. I think you bring to light the frustrations that exist in the world sometimes I'm like why is it's like you share these observations and it's like it's things that we are you know maybe aware of but why do they have to be this way or why can't they be a different way so right. I I say that, you know, and whenever I share that with you, I know it always gets a chuckle out of you. Like, why are you saying I'm frustrating? You're not frustrating me. It's like the (laughs) the situation can be frustrating. By the way, for those of you, if you're visiting Lee's profile on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Meadows Lee, M-E-A-D-O-L. D-O-W-S-L-E-E. If You visit his profile, you're going to notice that the follow button is the default. If you want to connect with Lee, you'll have to click on the more button. And then you should see the option that will say personalized invite or connect. Mention that you watched him on the live-a-thon with Brenda. Drop my name in there. That way he'll know how you came about to him. So thank you so much, Lee. It's been a delight. And if if this were a real in-person event, you would be our opening keynote speaker for the day. And I think you really knocked it out of the park. So thank you so thanks, much, my
1: Thanks, friend. Thanks. I'm going to follow this over on your LinkedIn page, Brenda. So thank you for the opportunity.